to the Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Greetings, 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 my wonderful um, family at the Keys 107. Welcome aboard for another exciting evening of inspiration and information coming to you from the Keys 107 network. Out today, our show will feature a wonderful, wonderful spirited brother by the name of Joseph B. Washington. He is a man who is breaking ground with a... Uh, a program to remove average from your vocabulary, remove average from your life, and help you to grow into awesome. This is a good brother. We're so excited to have him on board. Uh, We're looking forward to hearing everything that he has to say. We're going to pull out our pens and our papers, and we're going to sit in this classroom, and we're going to learn what it is to be um, awesome instead of average. Uh, My co-host. It's on the line. Rafika, how are you, darling? (laughs) I am so fine and so excited to be talking about just what average is and how do we get unstuck from that state of mind where we just always are in average and accepting average, and how do we get to that point where we go beyond average? I am so excited. I can't wait. Let's go to the healthy tip of the day, and um, let's bring in uh, Gregory Washington and all of our callers who are on hold. We got a lot of callers on the line. The, the, um, the switchboard is lit up, as the kids would say. It's lit. Anybody that wants to talk to Joe Washington, you have to press the number one on your keypad so that it's kind of like raising your hand in class. So we'll know you're here. We know you want to talk. Otherwise, welcome to the Keys 107 where we open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. We're going to be right back. Get your pens. Get your papers. As I always say, Brother James is in the house and Brother James is in the house. Expect something wonderful to happen. We're going to go to the healthy tip of the day. We'll be right back. The healthy tip of the day is to eat healthy fats. Consuming healthy fats every day is important for the balance of the nervous system, brain health, as well as the metabolism of sugars. Whether you eat fat from an animal or a plant, it's best to have fats that are unrefined or minimally processed and free of chemicals. There are so many fats to choose from, so explore using different ones at the appropriate temperatures because they are each unique to the heat they can withstand. Consuming healthy fats every day will not only enhance the flavor of your food, but will also assist the body with maintaining a healthy weight. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by Organic Soul Chef Medea Allen. For more healthy lifestyle tips, visit me online at OrganicSoulChef.com.
Back to the Keys 107 with your host, Lafika and Brother Okay, time to get this show on the road. I believe that um, people are born with a specific role, a specific mission, with specific gifts that they have to display in this world. Today, we present a man who is coming into his own understanding of his gifts and his purpose and his reason to being, and his reason to be is to help us let average go. Is Joe, are you on the line right now? If you are, say a little something to us. Brother, I am here and excited, man, for this opportunity. Thank uh, you all so much for having me on this call uh, tonight, man. I'm humbled by it, and I'm just glad to be able to join you all and try to help as many people as I can, man, to uh, let average go. Yes, sir, um, yes. You know, James, before we get um, started, I'd like to also welcome Joe to Keith 107. I'd like to let our listening audience know that you can call in at 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. As soon as you call in, press that number one on your keypad. Let us know that you want to talk. The chat room is open in Facebook. The chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio. And you can send your questions to suggestions at thekeys107network.com, and we'll get them right over to Joe. Okay, so we're ready. We're ready. Okay. Well, Joe, you know, we know that you are a blessed soul to be able to have formulated a, a program to help people uh, rise above above um, average and into uh, a, a wonderful lifestyle of having the things that they need in life, want in life, and seeing their dreams come true. But before we go to how your program, how did you get there? What was it that in your upbringing, um, your education, your experiences through life that led you to understand that this was your mission? Well, I tell you, that's a, a great question, man. And, you know, I say this everywhere I go, and it's a part of my uh, my platform and my uh, presentation when I'm talking to my audiences, whether they be high school kids or corporate America, CEOs, or whatever it may be. You know, James, from the time I was born, man, up until the time I was about 13 or 14 years of age, I had a severe speech impediment, and I stuttered severely. In fact, in my neighborhood, they called me the woo-woo boy. They would have my brother bring me out to the middle of the street and say, hey, Paul, get your little brother to talk, man. We want to hear him talk. And my brother, of course, loved me. He was my best friend. Um, but this was an opportunity, you know, for him to win friends as well. You know, he becomes a very popular guy because he's got the brother in the neighborhood uh, that is considered the woo-woo boy who can't talk. And so they would begin to ask me a series of questions, and I would start trying to talk as I'm doing now. And I would hear things like, man, your brother's stupid, man. He's dumb. In fact, my aunt told my mother to stop bringing me to the family reunion because I embarrassed everybody. Mm. And it was around the age of eight, man, that I ran into the house, and I told my mother, I said, it's true. And she said, what, little boy? I said, I'm stupid and I'm dumb. And my mother told me to sit down. She used some other explicit language, brother, but she told me to sit down And here's what she said to me. She said, Joseph, you're neither stupid or dumb. She said, it's just that your brain and your mouth haven't caught each other. We got to get them to catch each other. And then she whispered in my other ear, and she said, if you would be willing to participate in your own rescue and not play the victim, your mama's going to help you. And so for the next nine years, my mother and I went on this roller coaster ride to teach me how to enunciate and teach me how to articulate. In fact, around, around the age of 11, she gave me a dictionary. And she 
told me to start learning these words. By the time I was a senior in high school, not only could I now speak and talk, but I was on the debate team, not of my high school of my senior year. I was actually on the college debate team in San Diego, uh, where I was residing at the time, and San Diego State University recruited me on their college debate team as a high school student to travel the state of California debating against college students from UC Irvine, USC, UCLA, Cal Poly, University of San Francisco, and I'm whooping them because my mama gave me that dictionary, and she, and she taught me the art of speech. She taught me how to enunciate it and how to, how to have voice diction and how to speak up and how to, uh, you know, just announce myself and that I'm here. Now, you would have thought, man, that I would have walked into my adult life and I would be this awesome guy. But how many of you know that when you raise around average people who become average, you yourself become average? And so I went into my adult life, man, and I was just an average guy. I lived on average boulevard. I had an average family, had average kids, average car, average job. Everything about Joseph Washington was average until I made a decision about 14 years ago. I made a decision to participate in my own rescue, but once and for all, let average go. And from that, I created this program of Let Average Go, and there's seven principles that I now teach all over the country to teach you how to go from average to awesome. So that's a little bit about my story, man, and how all this got started. Wow, brother, that is that is a journey all of itself. There's so much in that, you know, to have a supportive mom, um, to have to have those trials at such a young age and to overcome them and excel, you know, is just tremendous, tremendous, tremendous Tremendous. So now that you've um, experienced as a now a teenager, uh, did you go on to college? And then what took place with you from that point to um, the time that you realized that you were a public speaker, that you were really someone who had something to say and you wanted to share with the world? Yeah, I did. You know, I went I went down to college in North Carolina, and uh, it was there that uh, you know I experienced. Uh, being around some incredible, incredible uh, young people, some great people in general there uh, in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. Uh, but it was at that time, too, uh, that I felt a call uh, from God to just begin to use my voice uh, and that God just began to use me uh, to begin to speak to people, to encourage people. You know, I think my gift is an encourager, you know, to take you from, you know, to take you from hopelessness to hope. And so I realized at a very uh, young age that I was called to really, you know, do something with my voice and be able to change the world in which I lived in by simply just talking and expressing how I feel, you know, how I felt, because I came from a place of truth. You know, I tell people this all the time, Brother James, you know, the messages that I teach and the messages that I share are messages that are true to me first. You know, like I didn't mm. create this, so I would have something to say and then I could make money off of it because it just sounds good. I was the woo-woo boy. I struggle with articulating. I struggle with speech. I struggle with self-esteem. I struggle with believing if I could ever be anything in my life, if I would ever accomplish anything great in my life. And so, you know, when I really heard that call of God, man, to, to go forth and begin to share, you know, I began to share and, and, and speak, and it was at that time that I realized, man, that, you know, God wanted to use my voice in order to encourage people. And so I started, man, I simply started out by speaking to middle school kids. And then I started speaking to high school kids, and then I started speaking to college kids, and then it just began to snowball after that. After I wrote the book, you know, of, uh, which at one time was called Breaking the Spirit of Average, which we've now changed to Let Average Go, 
uh, and I begin to share these seven principles, I mean, doors just begin to open, not only here in America, but uh, abroad, you know, just internationally, being able to speak in Africa and Israel and, uh, uh, you know, other places like that, the Bahamas, Trinidad, Tobago. Uh, and so I knew that my calling was to use my voice to bring hope to people because I had been in a, a place most of my life where I just didn't have hope. And uh, it was God himself, man, who allowed me to come through that to be a gift uh, to others. You know, as the prophet Ezekiel said, I could tell many I've sat where you sat. I've been there. You know, but you have a mother who deals with bipolar, you know, when you got your struggles in your home and you got issues going on at home and then you've got this other stuff going on. So, you know, I've been able to go through a lot of stuff so that I could come out so that I could help others understand that it's never too late. And as long as you got breath in your body, there's one more day that you can make that you can change your existence, that you can change forever the way that you live and how you see life. And that's what I endeavor to do each and every day of my life, to speak hope and to those men who feel hopeless. Mm. And that is absolutely a worthy cause. I, I guess you believe that every single person born has the ability to excel and to be as near perfect in their own gifts if they only believe. Is that a true statement, or can you take it into a, a deeper realm? Yeah, I, you know, I do believe that. I do, however, know that circumstances and situations, and unfortunately, you know, as young people, you know, we're not, you know, we're not given a choice as to who our parents are, who raise us, what surroundings we live in. And so, unfortunately, for so many young people, they grow up in an environment where all the people that are around them feel hopeless or live in hopeless lives. But yet and still, I believe that, you know, if you would champion the cause and you would go beyond that and just realize that you have a choice, as I said earlier, to participate in your own rescue. You know, we've been taught, Brother James, growing up, that it takes a village to raise a child, right? I yes, always sir. say this. What do you do when the village has been asleep? And many mm. of our villages have been asleep, and they've been sleeping on our children. They've been sleeping on our kids. And so I tell young people everywhere, just make up in your mind that no matter what you're going through right now, this, too, is going to change, but you've got to have the ability and the foresight and the wherewithal to make those changes yourself. Yes, I do believe, Brother James, that each and every individual that is born has an opportunity to do something great because we are just one choice away for many of us of doing great things because we are where we are today, man, because of the choices that we have made. And many of uh. us sit back today and say, you know what? I would do things different, or I would change the way that I've done things if I could do it over again. You've got to make some good choices. And then I believe that the grace of God, man, hovers over our lives, and he sends special people in our lives. So I didn't just have my mother who was there to assist me. I had a third-grade teacher who believed in me, uh, you know, who, who told my mother, listen, because by that time in third grade, Brother James, they had me on Ritalin, man. You know, they told my mother I was hyperactive. You know, I would never learn. I would never be able to do anything. So they put me to sleep in class. They had me on Ritalin falling asleep. And I had a third-grade teacher who told my mother, take him off that Ritalin. Uh, Ruth, the boy is brilliant. He's smart. He's just bored. And so I had a third-grade teacher fighting for me. I had a mother fighting for me. I had a brother fighting for me. I had a community fighting for me, a grandmother and cousins who believed in that little boy because I was the kid who didn't talk much. I was the kid who went inside of himself many times, not expressing who I was, but God was building me and he was making me and he was forming me for today and for such a, and, you know, for such a, you know, for such a time as this. So, yes, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So I do believe there's greatness that lies within all of us. 
it just has to come to you know it just has to come to the forefront. Oh, stand, stand by, Rafika. I don't believe your mic is on. I'm sorry about that. A little okay, can you hear me? Yes. Can yes. you hear me? Okay. Uh, Joseph, you spoke about the um, choices that people make, and if you said that if people look back, they can see that a lot of their circumstances are due to choices they made. But, you know, that takes a level of honesty. Right, right, right. You've got to have the, you, you know, and, and, and that's a great, great uh, point that you make, my sister. So what it seems to happen is you've got to have the emotional integrity to be honest with yourself. You can lie to me all day long. But you've got to be honest with yourself, and you've got to be able to say to yourself, I'm not coming up to par. You know, I've got to stop making excuses. I've got to stop being lazy. I've got to stop procrastinating. You've got to be honest with yourself. And it's not until that happens that change is going to happen because you will never change until you change what you say and how you see the situation and be honest about that situation. It's not until then that you're going to really make the changes that are necessary. You may do some things, but it will never be long. It will never be long-lasting until you're honest about where you are. Mm. Mm. And, and brother, it, I, you said something that was so profound in terms of the village being asleep, and um, we truly understand that when we look at uh, the existence of black men and women in America, that we've been asleep for almost 400 years. We were put asleep intentionally, and but we are awakening slowly but surely because you yes. can hear it in the voices of the youth. We can hear it and feel it in the spirit of some of those who have been anointed. And so we do appreciate that sometimes you have to understand you're not alone. You feel like you're alone trying to come out of this um, this sleeplessness or this, 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 I don't know if you call it the this, this zombie type of feeling that you're among the living dead, but we need to continuously hear voices like yours to awaken the masses and this is why it's so important that we share you with the world and for the young people to hear you, not just the old ones that have a bit of light, but those who have no light at all need to hear what you have to say so that we can uh, quickening the spirit and get these young people moving at their highest potential and, you know, bless the world with their gifts. So we appreciate yeah. it. Now, tell us how we get started. Wait, wait, wait. We before, we, before we go there, I know because he's got like a, a treasure of stuff to give us. But I want to go back to that comment you made, Joe, when you said that you looked around, you had an ordinary house, an ordinary car, or average car, an average house. But when a person is striving to get the unquote, quote, unquote, American dream, buy a car, buy a home, um, how do you know when that's just average? When you, when you feel like you've achieved the dream, how do you know that it's just average? Because I think it goes back to, you know, and when I say, you know, average car, average, you know, neighborhood, you know, some would say I lived in a great neighborhood and I drove a great car and I had a great, you know, corporate job and, you know, things of that nature. But it's not even the tangible things that I really focus on in terms of being average. It was the fact that I had made some opulence in my life and I had, you know, gotten some great things in my life. But I knew that on the inside of me that I was not living up to my potential. I knew that I was simply getting by on most of the time my charisma or uh, my ability to be persuasive and to be able to talk and people liked me because I had likability. But I knew that I wasn't truly living up to my potential. And I think each and every one of us knows that. 
You know, I look at my life now, and I tell you this, knowing what I know now, I should have done some things different back then. I had somebody to tell me to do some things different back then. So I knew within myself that I was not living up to my potential. And that was the frustrating part because I could never figure out for a long time why I wouldn't pull the trigger. And then I found out later what it was. I was fearful. I was Mm. scared. You know, I was, you know, I was afraid of failure. But then when I found out that, that, that failure was good because it allows you to start again more intelligently, then I stopped being then I stopped being afraid of failure. When I looked at fear, false evidence appearing real. When I realized that somebody had given me had given me an understanding about fear, that fear is the interest paid in advance on something you may never own. I was fearing stuff that never happened. That was never coming to pass, but I was thinking it was gonna happen. I was thinking it was gonna come to pass. So I was trapped in this world of fear that trapped me in that world of being average. And then, you know, and to and to some degree, my sister, you know, Average was like extraordinary to me. I was, you know, I thought I was doing okay, but I had to have that wake-up call. And my wake-up call was when I began to see my sons that I was raising. I began to see that average spirit on them, and I began to see them becoming just like I was. And it wasn't until I apologized to those guys and told those guys that I was sorry for living below my standards and I should be doing a lot better that my life began to change. I saw it affecting everybody around me and the people that I loved. Mm. Hmm. So it, it was a sense of an awakening and a almost a self-accusing uh, spirit that made you to say, let me perf- uh, confess my fault. And the fault was that you weren't living up to your own potential and you had was to not. let people that. Yeah. And I had to apologize to my sons. I, I remember sitting these guys down on the couch and telling them, man, I'm sorry. They're like, Dad, for what? I said, because your daddy has not been living up to his potential. And because I have not been living up to my potential, you all are, you guys are living below your potential because you're following me. I'm your first point of contact. I'm your mentor. I'm the one you look at. I'm the one that you admire. I'm the one that you always talk about. My daddy wrote a book and daddy carries, you know, travels around the country. But yet and still, I knew that I was average. And when I made that confession to those guys and I apologized to those guys, I promise you, my brother, I promise you, my sister, life for me began to change because if I could be honest about where I was and who I was, that I could change where I was. Mm, mm. And that's something you and you are at an advanced stage or advanced age and coming to that realization. And I think it's so key that you share that with your sons because they model us as dads and as men. And I think the earlier that you start this process of letting yep. our children know that they are great, that they are yep. wise, that they are needed, that they are wanted. Yep. We 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 will um, see more young people at at such tender ages showing forth their their God given gifts and sharing it, it with the brother. world. That's it. That's it. And and, and I tell you this, brother James, I can remember when I made the decision, made the change. My son, in particular, Isaiah. You know, I would always quote stuff to him, and I would you know I would actually you know put in their lunch bags and stuff. And sticky notes, I would put quotes in there and, and share things with them. And I remember going to the school one day and, and the teacher telling me, this boy is just full of quotes, Mr. Washington. He says everything that you say. And I could just remember my heart, man, just coming out of my chest. And now my son, you know, Isaiah is 25 years old, and uh, he had a son. And I remember his friend telling him, man, you don't know how to be no father. Man, you, you ain't not to be no daddy. And he turned to his friend and he said, you know what, I know how to be a daddy, man. I watch my father. 
And, man, mm. I tell you what, that did my heart, Brother James, so well. And, you know, to have the relationship that I have with my boys, man, and, you know, these guys are my best friends, and, we, you know, we, we just it's just it's awesome. So you never know, man. And we need to understand for you all, for you adults that are listening, man, your kids is watching you. You may not think they are, but they're watching you, and they're watching your every move, and they're watching what you do, and they're modeling what you do, okay? And so we have to be careful. So somebody on this call today, you need to go apologize to your kids. You need to go mm-hmm. apologize to your son or your daughter and just tell them simply, man, I just didn't know. I apologize, but I want to get it right. Let's work it together, and you'll be amazed how your household will begin to change. You'll be amazed how your home begins to change by simply having the emotional integrity to be honest. See, your kids don't care if you're perfect because they really don't, they really don't, that's not what they, they major in. They just want to know they loved. They want to know that I've got a mom and dad, man, that's willing to put it on the line and put it out there for us. So I'm talking to my men, in, in, you know, in particular. It's time for us to man up, to do our thing, and make it happen. And the fortunate thing, Brother James, is we got some great brothers out there. We got some yes. strong brothers out there. We got some brothers out there, man, that just, they are tall in the line. But, see, the media don't show us that. They don't put that on the news. They just show us the that's negativity. Right. And that's a small portion of all the great men that we have. Because we have so many brothers out there that are taking care of their homes, that are taking care of their children, that are working, that are putting that time in, that are mentoring. And so that's what I focused on, man, because that group, is much, much bigger than that other group that you show us on Channel 5 News at 6 o'clock. Absolutely. And before you go forward, brother, I'm going to have to say this live on the air. I apologize to my wife, my children, my grandchildren. The yes. My grandchildren have yet to be born for me not excelling and being stuck on average. Yeah, we have done some things. We've done some good things. But we haven't right. fulfilled our potential. So I apologize publicly to them because I want the best for them because I want the best for me. And um, and that's what I'm going to strive to do from this moment on and, 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 and accelerate that because we don't have much time. So we're going to get busy right. with this. So I hope they accept my apology. And thank you, brother, for sharing that with us. Yes, sir. Yes. So, Rafika, are you back with us? Absolutely. Okay. I know that you were anxious about understanding what average is because we had that little conversation. So you can uh, go ahead and begin with that questioning. Rafika? Uh, I think this is a good time for us to go right into our conversation about breaking down average. Joe, if you're ready, I'm ready, and I think our listening audience is ready. And, again, the call-in number is 213-943-3618. 213-943-3618. Hit the number one on your keypad. Let us know you want to speak. Um, and don't have your phone on mute if we pull you in, okay? So, Joe, if you're ready, let's um, let's go right into that conversation about what is average? What does it really mean? Here's the fun part. Here's where we get started. This is the part I love, man. Well, you know, what I did was, you know, I'm an acronym guy. So when I when I wrote the book, Again, with me in mind, I asked myself the question, if I was to let average go, what would be the steps that I would use? So I took the word average, and from each letter, I created the seven principles to take you from average to awesome. So the letter A is adopt a positive attitude. The letter V is value your time. Mm. The letter E is enlist the help of a mentor. The letter R is read daily. 
The next A is anticipate opposition because the dream killers are coming. The G is guard your goals, and the last E in the word average is empower your belief system. Mm. So I start everybody out with your attitude. So if you like, I'll go over uh, adopting a positive attitude if you like. Yes, yes. Okay. So the first principle, everybody, and if you all have a pen and paper, as, as Brother James uh, said, we want you to take some copious notes. The first step to release the spirit of average and to take your average and go to awesome to let average go is to adopt a positive attitude because here's the key. If I like you, I'm going to help you. But if I do not like you, I may not hinder you, but I will not help you. We need to understand that a that a positive attitude can literally change your zip code. Hello? It can change what you drive, where you go, because you never know who's watching you, who has their eyes on you, or who likes you that can literally change your life. And I told my boys this growing up. Guys, you've got to develop a spirit of likability. You've got to have a great attitude. And so we talk about adopting the positive attitude. One of the things about attitude that I'm really excited about to be able to share with my listening audience, and many of you all may already know this, but if you take the word attitude, A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, and you count each letter where it numerically falls in the alphabet, it comes out to exactly 100. Mm. Your attitude is 100% of your success of your success. Because the letter A is the first letter of the alphabet. The letter T is the 20th letter. Okay, the next T is 20, the I is 9, the T is 20, the U is 21, the D is 4, and the E is 5. It comes out to exactly 100. But now mm. the word knowledge comes out to 96. The word hard work comes out to 98. So although you have tremendous knowledge and you are a hard worker and we don't negate those skill sets, it is your attitude that's going to determine your success or your failure. I wrote here in my book on page 18, and it says this. When you decide to let average go, the first thing you have to change is your attitude. Your excellent mm. attitude will set the tone for letting average go in every area of your life because you will never rise to the top if your attitude is rock bottom. That's You've right. got to have a great attitude. I'm on this mm. phone today, guys. You know why? Because Brother James liked me. <laughs> when we had a conversation, he said, you know what, I like this guy. Now, if we That's talk, right. That's I came off crazy and I came off arrogant and I came off stupid and I came off all this, he even like, brother, great conversation because he's a gentleman. He even like, great conversation. But you know what, man? You know, we'll keep you in mind, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll holler at you. But, no, we immediately connected. Why? Because our attitudes begin to connect. Yeah. We saw and we felt the vibration that there's two good brothers on this phone and that these are good guys. When people like you, listen to me, people, when people like you, things begin to happen like never before. You're struggling trying to make stuff happen. You're trying to conjure things up. Man, I'm telling you, God will put you in a situation where the right people will see you and simply say, you know what, I like her. I like him. Let me go over there and be a blessing to them. Let me, yeah, I'm going to give them the job. I wasn't going to give it to them at first, but I'm going to give them the job. Yeah, they may lack a little bit in experience or whatever, but I like them. And see, you can't Mm. train attitude. I can train experience, but you cannot train attitude. You either got it or you don't got it. So if you're going to go from average to awesome, you got to adopt a positive attitude. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, that is so beautiful and enlightening because there's that saying about attitude um, determines your altitude, meaning, like yep. you said, 
you're only going to rise as high as your attitude is going to take you, you know, that's and right. that's a wonderful thing. So I'm, I'm writing notes, brother. I'm writing notes. Right. <laughs> and not only this, but not only that, brother James. When it comes to attitude, you got to decide to have a positive attitude every day. You got to make a decision. Yes. We don't always wake up with a great attitude going, everything is, life is great. No, sometimes you wake up and there's some bad mornings, some bad issues, some things going on, but you've got to make a decision each and every morning to have a great attitude. And then you know what else? You've got to monitor your attitude. Mm. You've got to get somebody that's what you're doing today to say, hey, man, when we go on this uh, uh, conference or whatever we're going to do, monitor my attitude for me. Because what I found is, especially folks that work in corporate America, there's a certain time of the day when your attitude starts to go down. For me, it was after lunch because I'd already ate lunch. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to get up out of there. So I found that around 1 or 2 o'clock, my attitude would begin to change. So I had a friend of mine that would literally help monitor my attitude. And then we talked about you got to understand that attitude is 100% of your success or your failure. So it's important that we understand that this is not just another rah-rah message because I don't believe in rah-rah because rah-rah ain't going to change your life on Monday. It ain't going to pay your bills, okay? But what will and what will put you in a position to do something great is by having and, and presenting yourself with a positive, vibrant, healthy attitude. I guarantee you if you try it this week, you'll begin to see things change for you because maybe there's some yep. people on this line right now, the reason why things ain't working out for you it's because your attitude ain't working out for you. Mm. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wow. So I think we got that one. We know that A is for attitude, and that is the starting point in order for us to grow from average to awesome. So continue on. What would we expect from the V? I know you said it's value, right? Talk value to us about your time. Yes, sir. Value, and you know for us, Brother, where we are in life now, you know, we're, we we got we got uh, our time ahead of us is shorter than what's behind us. Okay. Yes. So we've got to really begin to value our time. In fact, it was Carl Sandburg who said the following. He said, "Time is the coin of life. It is the only coin that you have, and only you can mm-hmm. determine how it will be spent. Be careful, lest you let somebody else spend it for you. Stop giving your time to people who you think are more important than you." Stop giving your time away to people who you think can handle it better than you. Because when you give Mm. somebody else your time, you set yourself up to make excuses. So when it don't work out, you have somebody to blame. You value and manage your own time. And I tell people this all the time. I took the word time, T-I-M-E. And one of the things in that acronym, we talk about take control of your time. You know, we Mm. talk about invest your time wisely, right? But the letter M in time is one of the ones that I really enjoy. And I'm going to leave this key with you guys. When you talk mm-hmm. about time, you've got to be willing to move opposite of the crowd with your time. Mm. Say that again. You've got to be willing to move opposite of the crowd with your time. You see this? I'm going to tell you this. Average people follow crowds. Right. Average breakers create them. Mm. Average mm-hmm. people follow crowds, but average breakers we create them. You've got to begin to move opposite of the crowd with your time. When I go to a brand-new movie at the theater here in Atlanta, Georgia, I don't go on a Friday night at 8 o'clock at night when you've got thousands of people uh, at the theater and it's packed out and people talking and all that. No, I move opposite of the crowd. I go on a Tuesday afternoon around 1 o'clock when there's about four or five people in there. i got the theater mainly to myself. I can play the popcorn game. I can do whatever I want to do. Why? <laughs> because I moved opposite of the crowd. With my time, when I go to the Cheesecake Factory here, I don't go on Friday night at 8 o'clock where I'm just going to be an hour, hour and a half wait. 
I go at Friday around 4.30 in the afternoon. And when I walk into that restaurant, they say, Mr. Washington, if you don't mind, if you follow me, we have a table over there for you. Why? Because I move opposite of the crowd. I'm flying out tomorrow to Greensboro, North Carolina, then California. I'll be at, my, I'll be at the airport three hours before my flight leaves. Now, people laugh at me, and they want to talk crazy, but I always tell them, you don't see me with that O.J. Simpson, uh, Simpson spirit running through the airport because I'm trying to get the plane and I'm in a hurry. No, you see me. I'm the guy that's in there getting me something to eat, grabbing me some coffee, relaxing, doing some reading because my plane ain't leaving for another two hours. And, listen, I, I don't have that anxiety on me, so I move opposite mm. of the crowd. If you want to be successful and letting average go, you've got to learn how to manage your time. And you mm. do that. One of the ways you do that is moving opposite of the crowd. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and this is for the ladies. Get this, ladies. Please listen to me, ladies. You all carry so many hats, and you all have to be so many people in, in, in a given 24 hours. It's amazing of the different hats that women have to wear in a 24-hour period. And many of them go from hat to hat to hat to hat to hat to hat, and they never, ever have enough time to sit down and just enjoy who they are. So the letter E in time is enjoy your downtime. If you got to go to Panero Bread and get you a banana nut muffin and some chai tea, turn your phone off, sit in that restaurant, and just relax, and you do that. When you get paid, if you don't do nothing but get your hair done and get you some stockings, you do that. So, ladies, learn how to enjoy your time. Learn how to shut it down and get you some me time and let everybody know this is mommy time. And I don't need nobody saying nothing to me for the next hour because I'm telling you, if you give me my time, I'm going to be a better mommy. So don't talk to me because I need some me time. I'm going to enjoy my time. So we've got to begin to manage our time, guys, if we're going to really truly let average go. Yes, ma'am. On behalf of all of the women in the world, I am sending you a big, warm, fuzzy hug. Thank you. (laughs) Value your time. So managing your time means valuing your time. And when you can value your time, you can better manage your time. Is that correct? Wow. That's right. That's good. Mm. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and that's the key to winning. You know, that's the real key to true winning, our time. Because, again, time is that commodity that we will never, ever get back. In fact, I think you guys will enjoy this. On page 33 in the book, and it's under Value Your Time, when you first open it up, there's a poem there that I found, and I think that you guys will really, really begin to, uh, you guys will really enjoy this poem. And here's what it says. It says, there was a very average man who never laughed, he never played, he never risked, he never tried, he never sang, he never prayed. And when he one day passed away, his insurance was denied. For since he never lived, they claimed he never died. Mm-hmm. So when the wife went to go collect the insurance money for, their, for, for her husband, the insurance company said insurance claim denied because we don't know your husband. Your husband lives so average that he has not even, he's not even on the radar. He, he, he wouldn't even go out on the limb where the fruit was. He didn't take any risk. We don't know your husband. Insurance claim denied. Guys, wow. we got to value our time. We got to value our time because tomorrow could be it. And what will mm. be said about you if you leave here tomorrow? What will we say about you? He wasted his time. Or what we say, Brother James, that Brother mm. Joe, man, he had a lot of potential. And when you say that to a person, 
Potential is unwasted effort. We got a whole bunch of potential in the graveyards. We got a whole bunch of potential in the cemeteries yes. that didn't live out their true purpose, didn't live out their true meaning of life. I don't want that to be said of me. I want to die empty with everything on me, and I want to live each day as if there is no tomorrow. And that's how I'm going to begin to really manage my time. And as my sister said, when you value your time, you manage your time. I love mm. that. Well, that's we're right. gonna we're gonna break for a, a brief commercial. Um, Joe, this is your cue yes. to go go get that glass of water we talked about earlier when we were prepping yes. for the yes, show. Um, <laughs> to all of our callers and listeners, I want to thank you for your time and taking the time to spend with us here on the Keys 107 Network. And uh, we've got some brief uh, announcements. Once we once we come back from the announcements, we're gonna go right into letter E. The Keys 107 will be right back. The first of our family is close up in the sky. Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, go to www.thefluffffamily.com. Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers. Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.rafikacs.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. For fashions that bring out the best in you, go to moon107.com. That's M-A-U-N-107.com. We feature organic hair and skin products, pink Himalayan sea salt, women tunic tops, children's books, jewelry, art, and organite. Visit us on the web at moon107.com. M-A-U-N-107.com. This is MYBY, and you are tuned into the Keys 107 Network on Blog Talk Radio, opening doors to endless possibilities. Brother James, are you there? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. I want to get all the way through this so I can start moving away from average and moving to awesome. I just want to let the listening audience know, to, as a reminder, the chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio. You can punch in your questions here, and we will relate them over to Joe. Suggestions at the Keys107Network.com. You can shoot us an email, and you can also call in. So we were, uh, we've already covered the letter A. We said adopt, uh, Joe says that A stands for adopt a positive attitude. Two, 
is value your time. And let's go right into um, three, Joe. So we, we, we start out about, again, we started out with adopt a positive attitude. We value our time. And then the letter E, I love this one, is that you must enlist the help of a mentor. Okay? And, and, and I'll just say this about mentorship because uh, I have so much of it in the book that you can get in, and it will just outline it. But here's what I say about mentors. You need somebody in your life that's going to stretch you and not shrink you. Mm. You need somebody that's going to make you better and not make you bitter. And you need somebody that's going to have the emotional integrity to be honest with you and say, if you keep doing what you keep doing, you're going to keep getting what you keep getting. So you've got to have some honest folks around you. All of us need mentors in every area of our lives, be it financial, spiritual, marital, kids, whatever it may be. You need to find somebody who's already doing what you're doing or what you, you, know, or what you endeavor to do, who's already successful in that area. And it's easy to find mentors because people love talking about themselves and they love helping people. So you've got to find you some mentors. Stop being an island to yourself. Stop thinking you can do it by yourself. That's why so many businesses fail because they try to do everything by themselves instead of getting with other people that can assist them in areas that they're not as perfect in and then they can just stay in their lane. So I'm real, real, real uh, uh, stern and, and I'm hard on people when I tell them that you've got to get you a mentor. You've got to get somebody that's going to take you to the next level because it has shortened your time, you know, in terms of getting to your destination. You'll get there a lot quicker when you have somebody who's already there and is telling mm. you, hey, this is how you do it, this is how you go about it. Like, for instance, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm so fired up, and I've been telling people this about you guys, like, all day, and I've been sharing it with friends. This is the first blog talk radio that I've been on that I feel like I'm actually, like, at a studio. and I mean, it's so professional. The stuff that you all put out, how you all did the uh, endorsement, how you did the advertisement, it was A1 first class. And I'm sitting there going, I don't have to reinvent this wheel. I get with my brothers and my brother and sister when I come uh, to New York, and we're going to sit down, and I'm going to learn from them how I start a Let Average Go radio show. I don't care. Oh, These guys have already <laughs> So I'm going to get my good friends, who are now my brothers and sisters, to show me how to do that. Well, I ain't got to read no manual. All I got to do is sit down and be mentored, and I, all I got to do is sit down and be listened. And when that Joe, happens, man, we begin to stretch ourselves. Yes, sir. Joe, it is done. That is what we do. Um, we have – it's a network. We, at one time, had 12 shows per week with hosts and engineers – that we train, and my wife is an excellent distant education trainer, uh, educator, and we did that from the conference of many of their homes across the country and some locally here in New York, and we had a lot of activity going, just a lot of work, but I, it's rewarding, and we'd be more than welcome to do that for you as well. Well, welcome me to your team, and I'm going to get yes. to you guys' team. So, uh, so whatever, however you all do the show, add my show uh, to your your list of shows that you're doing. And we're gonna have Let Average Go, and we're gonna we're gonna do the show, and we're gonna encourage and inspire people. And I'm gonna come up under you all's toolage. I'm gonna get mentored by you guys, and I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. So you've got to enlist the help of a mentor. And you know that goes um, both ways. You are now officially our mentor as well. Okay. Well, That's you right. know what, <laughs> Brother James and, and Joe, there, there's something that I want to add to that, that, that component about the mentorship. 
and this is something that I've experienced personally. I have been around many great thinkers, and I've been so uh, impressed with them, and knowing that they have value, they can add value to my life and my journey, that I've said, okay, you're my mentor. But here's where the problem is. It has to be a mutually agreed upon union. That's right. The mentor right. has to want to and agree to because you're going to need their time. You're right. going to need their advice, and they have to be available to you. But if they never agreed, and as a matter of fact, if they don't even know <laughs> they're your mentor, they're, they don't know to be available to you. So you have to ask. Am I right? Right, right. And, and, and in my book, I share, I, share, uh, I share the steps of how to pick the right mentor. Mm. So I teach you how to identify them, Okay. And then I teach you the responsibility that you have. So, for instance, I'm saying, Brother James and Sister, you guys are my mentor in helping me get my radio station up, right? So, with that in mind, you agree to that. So now you're the mentor, I become the mentee. I have to, number one, be responsible, okay? I have to be responsible, and I have to be respectful of Mm -hmm. your time so that when I call and I talk with you all, I need to have my questions already lined up. I already need to know what I need to ask you. I already need to know how I need to ask it. So I am not wasting your time. I need to be responsible, and I need to be respectful of your time. And so I teach this in my book of how to find the right mentors and then what your responsibility is to that mentor. Because you don't get a mentor and then think you're going to go waste their time. That's you're right. not going to get a mentor, and then you're not going to fulfill the assignments that they've given you. You know, if you want somebody just to talk to and shoot the breeze with, call your cousin. Because <laughs> when you call your mentor, life-changing things begin to happen. So you got to be responsible, and you got to be respectful of their time. Well, listen, I think we've mentioned this before. I know you have, and uh, I live by it as well. Uh, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. Will appear. You know, and um, if we value that um, and understand that, I think we'll have a great being mentee and mentor at the same time. Yes. All righty. And and it's what I told you before. I think we shared this the other day. To the world, you may be one person. But to one person, you may be the world. So Mm -hmm. you don't know how impactful you are in impacting somebody's life by simply giving them some information to help them get to the next line. So I absolutely agree with you, my brother. All right. So now we want to move forward to the letter R and what that means to us in terms of our journey to become awesome. I love it. So we're going to adopt a positive attitude. We're going to value our time. We're going to enlist the help of a mentor. And then the letter R is that we're going to read daily. We're going to pick up a book, and we're going to start reading every single day. I tell people this all the time. 30 minutes of daily reading will change your zip code. It'll change where you live. It'll change what you drive. It will change how life is for you by simply reading. We don't read enough, and I tell people this all the time about our young people. It's not that they're stupid or dumb. They are some of the smartest young people out there you've ever seen in your life. I mean, they can talk to you and text at the same time. They can get on an Xbox. And they can change the players and change the uniforms and do all this stuff. They can read all the way through. So it's not that they're, you know, stupid or dumb. It's just that they're not strong readers. 
And when you're not a strong reader, you can't do good in math and science. You can't do great in language arts and those other classes. So we've got to go back to the old-fashioned way of what our parents made us do. Pick up a book, and we've got to start reading. Because when I read, I discover that I have wings, okay? Mm. And so we need to talk about, like, you know, the art of reading. How do you read? Like, for instance, I give an example of how to finish a book. My book is about 120 pages, short book, but it's an easy read, and you can get through it. What I do is I say, well, I want to read this book within 30 days. I'll count the number of pages, 120, and I'll divide 120 by 30. And whatever that number is, that's how many pages I'm going to read a day so that in 30 days I'm finished with that book. You don't read any more. You don't read any less. And that's how you begin to challenge yourself. But if we're going to uh, let average go, if we're going to truly let average go, We've got to begin to read every single day, and we've got to read everything. We've got to read the Word of God. We've got to read – I mean, we've got to read philosophy, science. You've got to become an avid reader and expand your mind. In fact, it was Emerson who said that every time I learn something new, my mind stretches, but it never returns back to its original proportion. Mm. So you've got to stretch your mind, and when you read, your mind stretches. They did a certain – they did a uh, – uh, uh, a test or they did a, uh, a thing with older people and they found out the ones who were getting older, the ones that were reading on a daily basis, they were, they were, they were less likely to get Alzheimer's because mm. they were strengthening their brain. They were strengthening their mind. They were still sharp because, again, nothing in, nothing out. So you got to put something in. So one of the keys to letting average go and I, and I talk about this. I, I talk to you about, you know, uh, the different methods of reading. How do you read? Because some people don't know the art of reading or how to make it more simplified. But if you're going to let average go, you got to read on a daily basis. You got to pick up a book and you got to start reading. And the people always mm. say, "Well, Joe, you're smart. You know, you're a really smart guy." I tell them, "Look, man, I cheat. I read. You know, when I go <laughs> to these companies and these companies go like, hey, do you work for us? Do you work at the corporate office? Did you know so much about us?' No." I read the website before I came. It's called reading. That's where that's I learned right. everything about you. And that's what you guys did. I'm looking at the stuff that you guys created. You all you all looked at the stuff that I sent you. You went on the site and looked at it. You created stuff because you read it and you put it together in excellence. And that's what reading would do to you. You've got to read. You have to read on a daily basis, and you got to do it every day. Mm. Very good. Well, I, well I, I like that one. Yes, yes. All right. So now we're to that second A. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. Average. This is the one, man. This is the one that mm. this one that either makes you or breaks you. And uh, so after we've adopted a positive attitude and we valued our time and we've enlisted the help of a mentor and we're starting to read every day, that next A is anticipate opposition because wow. the dream killers are coming. You got some folks out there showing up, showing up, don't want to see you successful. I, I put a thing on Facebook uh, yesterday, and I said, approve your own friends list. Mm. You pick them. Stop letting people pick you. Mm. You got to be careful who you hang around with. You got to be careful who you tell your business to. You got to be careful with who you give your dreams to, who you tell your dreams to. Everybody's not happy for you. And see, here's the thing. People are okay with you as long as you average, you know, because for some people you made an agreement, hey, Brother James, we're going to be average, man. That's what we're going to do. As soon as Brother James decided to let average go, old Joe get an attitude. And I'm saying, man, that's not what we agreed on. We agreed we were going to be average. Now you want to go out here and read. You want to go get you a mentor. You know what I'm saying? You want to uh, 
go out here and get the right attitude and all that. Come on, man. That ain't what we talked about, brother. This is what we're going to do. So you got them mm-hmm. dream killers out there because they don't want to see you do well. And I said this. I posted this on Facebook as well. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Mm-hmm. The dream is you. free, yeah. but the hustle is sold separately. And you got folks out there don't want to hustle. They don't want to see you do well. They don't want to see you matriculate to the next level. They don't want to see you go to the next level. And you know what's even crazier is that we know who these people are. But yet we keep mm. feeling like we got to hold on to them and we got to keep trying to bring them along with us. It's time for some of us to call some people tonight and tell them for the next 365 days, I'm going to be loving you from a distance. <laughs> yes, don't sir. call me. Don't call me. You can email me and you can text me, but we will not talk. Because for the rest of 2016, me and you, I'm going to love you from a distance. Because you don't have my best interest in mind. I love you. You love me. But where I'm going, you obviously don't want to go, and I can't drag somebody along. So you got to realize, when opposition comes, and here's the other thing about opposition. You don't owe anybody any explanation as to why you are going to let average go, why you're going to be great, why you've made a decision to change your life and live and, and, and live out your true purpose. Stop trying to explain everything to everybody. Stop thinking mm. you need to get them to understand. Listen, I'm not going to understand what God spoke to you because he didn't speak it to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I'm not, don't keep trying to explain it to me, especially if I'm conscious enough to even be on that wavelength. But we're so busy trying to explain to people, man, it's what I'm about to do. Listen, I can show you better than I can tell you. And here's what I learned, too. Stop telling everybody what you're going to do and just do it and let them just see the results. Let them see. Let them see. Brother, so you got that to is, pay the opposition, brother. Yeah, that's profound. You know, we do have a lot of dream killers. You know, we still are yes. suffering from that crab in the barrel syndrome. And, again, mm-hmm. like you said, no one wants to see you. If everyone in your classroom is a B student or a C student, they don't want to see you step up your game and become the A student because you'll force them to have to work on their own. You know, they they don't want to be left behind, and they don't want to see you excel by yourself. So that is so profound, and that goes for school, goes for business, um, goes for your personal life, everything. Everything, so, Brother well, James. And, listen, and here's what I tell people all the time. You, you, you know, you got to ignore the people who are against you, but you got to engage the people who are for you. Mm. We do it totally opposite. The people that are for us, we ignore them. You know, the people that's not for us, we engage them. No, I'm ignore the people that are not for me, but I'm gonna engage the ones that are for me. And that's mm. how I'm gonna get rid of that opposition because I'm gonna stop explaining stuff to you. I'm gonna stop telling you what I'm doing because when you tell people what you're doing, you give them the ability to uh, 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 distract your plan or, or come against your plan or in some kind of way, you know, take it down. So stop talking. Yes. Stop talking and start doing. Yes, Let them sir. see the results. I can show you the results better than what I can tell you. So mm. you got to anticipate opposition, brother. Mm, mm, mm. So this is so we'll go to very... the next one, brother James. Sir, no problem. Go right ahead. Okay, we'll go Jeez. to the next. So we're gonna adopt. We're gonna adopt a positive attitude. We're gonna value our time. We're gonna enlist the help of a mentor. We're gonna read daily. We're gonna anticipate opposition. And then the letter G. I love this one. You got to guard your goals. You gotta guard your goals. I think it was Dr. Benjamin E. Mays who said the following. He said it must be born into the mind of a man that the tragedy in life is not that you've not been able to reach your goals. The tragedy in life is that you have no goals to reach. 
Wow. It's not that you've not been able to reach them. You don't have none to reach. Because why? Mm. You haven't done the two main important things. When you talk about goal setting, the reason why a lot of people fail in setting goals is because they're unrealistic in their setting their goals. They write mm-hmm. too many of them. And they, you know, it just because because they they they're they're more caught up in seeing how many how much stuff they can write down on the paper than they are seeing how much stuff they can get done. Okay, because I'd rather write five things down and get three of them done than write fifteen things down for the day and only get two things done. So when I talk about goals, I talk about two major components. You got to talk about from a very from the first standpoint. When you talk about goal setting. You know, you got to write your goals down. You know. The Bible says that, you know, uh, write the vision and make it plain so he that reads it that may run and do what? Tell others, right? And so you've got to write your goals down. You've got to write them down on a piece of paper. But here's what I tell people. A short pencil is better than a long memory. You've got mm. to write it down. Yes, you can sir. talk about it and keep it in your head all day long, but you've got to write it down. So a short pencil is better than a long memory. And when you write your goals down, you've got to write your goals down and quicksand and not concrete because you got to give it some wiggle room in case you got to make some mid-course adjustments, in case you got to redo something, in case you didn't hit the deadline that you wanted, you can maneuver it and say, okay, I'll put it off another, I'll do it, you know, I'll finish it up, you know, at this date. So you got to make sure when you write your goals down, you write them in uh, quicksand and not concrete because if you etch them in stone and say this is it, when it doesn't happen, you'll become distracted and then you'll, you'll, you'll lose confidence and then you'll stop doing it altogether. Okay, mm. so you've got to be able to write your goals down. And then the second thing, when it when it comes to relating relating to goals, is that you got to create a dream board. I got a dream yes. board with a bunch of pictures on it, and I yes. realize that the me I see is the me I'll be. So I got to. Mm. And and actually, what happened was I actually put a picture of President Obama on my dream board some years ago, and I said one day I'm gonna go to the White House. Yada yada yada. Long story short, I was invited to the White House in 2010. Because one wow. of the schools that I was working with in Washington, D.C., called Drew Elementary, and the, uh, the principal at the time was uh, Kim Davis, uh, they were invited to the White House to have their graduation there, okay? Now, I have been working with the school for the last five years. I was flying from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. on my own dime, paying for my own hotels and everything to help this school out with these kids and the parents. Well, she calls me and says, hey, Joe, we're going to the White House, and uh, – you know, we're excited. I said, girl, you better have a good time and take a whole bunch of pictures, right? She said, but, yeah, but there's one thing. You're coming with us. Mm-hmm. So it goes, to, it goes back to what I said before, right attitude, right? Yes. Having yes. the right attitude, being accountable, service to others is the greatest gift that we can give any man is that we serve another man. We serve another yes. man's dream, another man's desire another woman's dream, another woman's desire, and it pays off for you. That's how I got to the White House in 2010. And mm. I had it on my dream board because the me I see is the me I'll be. So you got to guard your goals. And I talk about why we don't set goals, and then I talk about how you set goals, and then I outline for you how to structure your goals in the book. So it, it gets pretty deep and it gets pretty exciting. But if we can master how to really set goals that are in time, uh, you know, that, that, that are timeable, you know, that are in uh, line with our personality, our purpose, and who we are as a people, then we'll begin to see more success as it relates to our goals. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've got a cousin that spent time, you know, in prison. He has a felony record. He's doing great now, owns a business, doing great in life, but he's disqualified himself from 
ever being the uh, president of the United States because you can't have a felony if you, you know, if you want to be the president of the United States. So why set that as a goal? Mm. Don't set that as a goal. That's unrealistic. Mm. So you got to start. You got to start setting goals that are realistic and that are in line with your personality and what your purpose is for life. And when mm. you do that, you can start to see results. Yes. 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 I don't know if it was you that said this to me the other day when we talked about goals. A lot of times people don't set goals because they just don't know how to. Right. They that? don't know how to. Yes, they yeah. don't know how to. So so in my book, I teach you how to set goals. You yes, got sir. Listen, Brother James, it's not that mm-hmm. they don't want to. They just don't know how. Yeah. And so when you, learn the, when you learn the how of a thing, then you understand the why of it. Now that I know how to do it, I know why I do it. <laughs> so when you know your why, then you know the how. So mm. they both work, co- they, they coexist with each other. You know, they, they, you know, they're on that same scale. I tell people all the time, you want to live life in its truest form, figure out what your why is. What's your why? And if your why don't make you cry, then it ain't big enough. You got to get a why to make you cry. You got to get something bigger than you. And when you figure that out, the how will come. You start figuring out, now, how do I do it? And it goes back to what I said before. That's when you get you a mentor. Now mm. I need to figure out how. I know what I want to do. Now I need to find somebody else doing that. So all these keys coincide with each other. They all work together, man. They're like a puzzle. Fit it together. And if you put them all together and you start working them, I promise you, average is going to leave your life. Mm. It has to go. It will not be able to stay in that environment. It will die in an environment mm. that's filled with purpose. Average cannot live in an environment that is filled with purpose and knows why it gets up every single morning and do what it do. When average comes, when average meets somebody that knows why and why they do it, it leaves and it goes to somebody else because it cannot stay in that environment. Mm, mm. So average cannot live in an environment of purpose. It cannot. Average cannot exist where purpose is looming. Mm. Can't stay there. Wow. It cannot live. It will die. It, it can, an average can only live in a place and a person that does not know its purpose. And when you do not know your purpose, abuse is inevitable. You will begin wow. to abuse your life. When you are unfocused, and I wrote this the other day, an unfocused person is a disruptive person. People who are unfocused are disruptive. They cause problems. They make life hard for themselves and others because they don't know their why. They don't know their purpose. Beautiful. Um, uh, bro- J- Brother James and Joe, we have a lot of callers on the line, and I know that some of them want to talk to you. Some of them just want to shout out and say, hey, Joe, guess what? I'm here. We did have one caller uh, who was on standby wanting to uh, say hi to you. Um, I don't know where she is, so just press the button again and let me know you're here. I could just bridge you in before we get to that last key. And I got a very special guest on the line that um, has called in to show support and wants to uh, hail you up. So let's move on into the uh, last key from the AVERAGE acronym. And that's empower your belief system. Empower your belief system. And I'll just say this about that, about empowering your belief system. But, James, you remember when we were little and we went to the zoo, we went to the circus, and they had the baby elephant there. And yes. the, baby elephant had a, the baby elephant had a chain wrapped around his uh, leg, and the trainer would come 
and get the baby elephant, take it out to the uh, where the, you know where all the animals were. It would do tricks, and then it would take the uh, elephant back, and it would tie the elephant back up and chain him up. Well, mm-hmm. I went back 20 years after that, and that baby elephant is not a grown elephant, but that grown elephant is still tied to that same place. And mm-hmm. I asked the grown elephant, I said, "Why are you still in the same place uh, you're in now that you were when I when I was here 20 years ago when you were younger?" And here's what he said to me. He said, when I was younger, I was held captive by force. He said, but as a grown adult uh, uh, elephant, I'm now held captive by my belief system. You mm. see, I've been trained to believe that all I can do is stay in this one spot. This is all I can do. I can never matriculate to college. I can never start me a business. I can never have a successful marriage. I can never have successful kids. I can't live a successful life. I've been, believe, I've been, I've been trained to believe this about myself, and people are trapped within their belief system, and you now have to empower your belief system, and you've got to begin to affirm yourself and say words of affirmation and speak life over you because there is power in the tongue. Because what yes. you said, I wrote the other day, I said you got to stop, stop thinking what you want and start saying what you want. you got to believe mm. it. You got to believe that you are destined for greatness. You got to believe that you were put here to do more than just live and die. You got to believe that God set you up to, 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 to give your life purpose and meaning. So not only that your life would grow, but you would be a life grower of other people's lives growing. You are not an accident going somewhere to happen. You're not some mm. happenstance. You are here by charge and demand, and you are called for such a time as this. And in 2016, 2016 is the number nine. 261 is nine. Nine is the number of completion. 2015 was the number eight. It's the number of new beginning. So 2016, God is going to complete in your life what he started because you've been born for greatness, and you are an average breaker, and you will let average go. So you got to wake up today. you got to make your mind up today that if today is the only day I have, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let average go. I'm going to believe it until I receive it. And when you begin to do that, your life begins to make some serious changes. So you got to empower your belief system. David said he had to encourage himself. He had to talk crazy to himself. You see people walking around talking to themselves. You think they're crazy. You don't, uh-uh. Some of them just encouraging themselves. They're speaking life into themselves. They're growing their belief system. So you got to empower your belief system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, brother, that is the... I didn't mean to go the, off on that tangent, brother, but I just felt it for a minute. Well, the spirit oh, took no, you. Oh, no, you had sound like go. an evangelist, brother. I was going to yes, say, sir. preach hard, brother, preach. <laughs> brother, come on, man. Come on, I mean that thing because I've been average for so long. Uh, my brother and my sister, I've been average. I've been there. I've walked that walk where I thought average was a, a, was extraordinary, where I thought it was a place of excellence. I was happy being average because everybody around me was average. But, man, when mm. I began to look into the lives of other people and I begin to see the great opulence that they have made, I got tired of watching that show on VH1 called Cribs and watching these stars with these big old houses and big old bathrooms and all this stuff. And I'm going, man, God, what you put on side of me, I can have that and more. So I got tired of living vicariously through the opulence of other wealthy people and made a decision in my life as I continue to make this decision daily to let average go. I will not, I will never again settle for average. I will never go ahead, again brother. Go. average. I'm allergic to average, man. When average comes around, I start sneezing. I start breaking out in hives because I cannot mm. exist in the average environment because I am not average. Mm. And mm. neither are you. That's and right, brother. Uh, that's right. Now, I'm just going to say this, that um, I'm not quoting you, but I, as I read your book, you said, you know, there are those of us who look at the basketball game and watch the star play ball, the football players run up and down, and we're, we're hollering in at the top of our lungs, applauding what they're doing with their excellence. But 
yet we have the same potential and we should be applauding ourselves with our mm-hmm. excellence. We don't realize that we have su- such an awesome gift in our, in, our, in our own existence. We're too busy looking at other people's gifts and not looking at our own. I'm just paraphrasing, Man, but that's what I got out of brother, it. Brother, you just said it. It's a, listen, have you ever cheered at the top of your lungs watching your favorite sport event? Most of us can't help but respond to amazing feats of athleticism, whether in the Olympics, the NBA final, or the Super Bowl. We exude with great excitement on the inside when we see things that are amazing, excellent, or incredible. Yet, most of us have only experienced these things as spectators and not participants. We celebrate others for their great achievements, but in our mm-hmm. own lives, we settle for average. Wow, we're spectators, we brother. We become spectators, brother, and we don't become participators. We watch the show, but we don't become a part of the show. We buy the tickets, but we're not the star. We help others matriculate into their purpose while we just look and watch in, in amazement of how great what they're doing and while we sit and watch and then we go back to our miserable existence of a life wishing and hoping that that was us. Tonight is the night that we make the change. Tonight is the night that we let average go. We build this community one person at a time that lets average go, and then we get the next person to let average go, and the next person, and the next person. So our fathers, our men, our kids, our mothers, our daughters, our sons, we begin to break, uh, let average go, and our community begin to let average go. Our schools begin to let average go. Our churches and our mosques, all, we all begin to let average go because we will not settle for average. We cannot, brother, because we cannot exist in that environment because we're not born to be like that. Mm. Well, brother, there are callers on the line that wants to speak with you. Okay. And we're going to, uh, if it's okay with you, begin to yes. bring some of these callers in and so that they can ask a question, make a comment, okay. or share their experience over the line uh, or from reading your book. Because I just started reading your book, brother, and I almost couldn't put it down today. <laughs> and, I told you uh, one of them, brother. Yes, <laughs> so uh, I'm finish it tomorrow. Your book it didn't take long because it's well written and um, easy to absorb. And I'm just going to put the the principles into practice. So Rafika, is there someone on the line that uh, wants to come on and ask a question to Joe? Absol- absolutely. We have uh, Lady Tanika, uh, who has been standing by. And uh, Lady Tanika, your mic your mic is live. Check in. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for um, allowing me to just say something to my brother, my friend, um, Joseph Washington. How are you, Mr. Joe? You are really I'm doing good, good man. man. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Man, you are on fire tonight. <laughs> you are on fire, man. I am so inspired. Let me tell you, real, real quick, man. I called you early today because I wanted to let you, I want to have average, I let average go talk with you. But I came home and I had it, let average go talk with my son, and it was phenomenal. I have not had my book yet, so I, I know that was divinely sent by God for me to have that kind of conversation. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. I know I should be doing some things that I, sh- I should be doing, but I wasn't doing them yet, so I was angry with myself, and so I had to have a talk with me. In the process of that, I was talking to my son who's 20, and, man, let me tell you, it was one of those uh, let the average go. We let it go today. I told him, I said, I refuse to let you, f- you fail. I refuse to let you fail. Man, right. you're on fire tonight, man. I can't wait to get my book. I can't wait Thank to get you, my ma'am. book. I appreciate you so much. We're going to let everybody know how they can start pre-ordering tonight. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, man. You are doing Thank a phenomenal you. job. I appreciate you. 
Thank you so much. Well, we, we, go ahead, James. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the testimony because I believe Sister was on in Facebook and she was chatting up in Facebook, except my my computer froze on me, so I couldn't respond back to her. But continue the good work and uh, and encouraging others to listen in and to share uh, their experience as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we have a very special guest um, who is the facilitator of this union, this long-lasting union, and this is um, a good friend of mine and somebody that I admire, a very powerful man from the CAPA organization who has said to me since he would, since he brought the stylistics to CAPA, um, somebody has to mute their mic, uh, since he brought the stylistics to CAPA, um, we have Lonnie Gamble on on the line. Lonnie, your mic is live. Check in. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Can you hear Lonnie. me? Lonnie. Yo, Washington. My brother. What's hey. going on, man? Well, I, I, I'm so excited. It's always a pleasure to hear you speak, and uh, people are still talking about you in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. When you came through in 2011, uh, the, the average breakers are still in existence up there, and your word is standing true and strong, and you inspired a ton of us, and it is such a pleasure to hear you on the keys tonight with my dear friends, Brother James and Sister Rafika. I'm so excited about this, bro. It's, it's nice to hear your voice, and congratulations on all that you do going around the country and around the world, inspiring people, and moving us into uh, not being average anymore. I like it. It's a, it's a great thing. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Lonnie, too, man, for your friendship. I appreciate you uh, introducing me to Brother James. It's Rafika, man. It's been a life-changing experience, I think, for the three of us. Uh, but you know this, and I'll say it publicly, that you will always be my brother, you will always be my friend, and you will always be my confidant, man. And I appreciate you, and I love you, man, and I love you for your authenticness, and I love you just, man, because you are you are love and true form, brother. So uh, we'll be hooking up real soon, so you know wherever you are, all you got to do is call. You know I'm there. No doubt about it. Look forward to it. Uh, just keep, keep capping your prayers. You know, we're still struggling with the powers that be. You know, it's always, if there ain't one thing, it's another. Still trying to get the people in the community to break that spirit, you know, to go beyond that thinking of being average. And one of those things is getting to the polls and voting, understanding the power in the vote, you know. Uh, right. Getting people who understand that and believe that, you know, we're still struggling in that area. And hopefully we can get your message out to more people and get them to change that that thinking, you know? Yes, sir. We will do it. We'll make it happen. And I want to make an announcement to our listening audience that if you ever want to see what Joe Washington has done in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the same program that Lonnie is talking about called Kappa, there is a video on YouTube that is a must video when Joe was on that stage talking to the young people of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It just blew me away. It is so gripping just how he breaks it down and talks to these children. He's telling them, young, young children, let average go. There is nothing average about you. Nothing. And And Joe, I had a conversation with the district attorney. He's still our district attorney in Lycoming County. And he mentioned okay. you a few weeks ago. He was so inspired because he introduced you that night, if you remember. Right, he introduced me, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so inspired by your words, man. 
and uh, I told I him that I would be talking to you soon. So he and sends you, his you regards. Remember that, you remember that night, Lonnie, the, uh, the, uh, the fire alarm went off, you remember? <laughs> yes, I'm going to forget. We all had to go out in the street, man. That thing got so hot up in there, man, we had to get out the building. <laughs> yes. Well, God bless you, my friend. All right, brother. So, uh, Joe, at this time, I would like for you to just share with our audience how they can get in touch with you. Um, you are you have a home here at Capron. You're going to be, I mean, here at uh, Lonnie. Was that a slip or what? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Lonnie. <laughs> um, you have a home here at the Keys 107 where we open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. This show tonight was sponsored by the Fluffs Present the Alphabet, a journey to learning your ABCs. So all of you parents out there that have little children who are learning to read, go get your copy. It's available on Amazon.com. And, uh, Joe, we just want to say that the Fluffs love you. The Fluffs love you, Lonnie. Brother James, Thank are you, you. still there? <laughs> So I love the fluffs too. <laughs> yes. So let's go. Let's go to a, a a brief commercial, and when we come back, um, Joe, can you give out your contact yes. information and let let everyone know where you're going to be next? So hang on, the keys will be right back. The first are a family of clouds up in the sky. Keeping the earth and so you will be alright. Then reach your ABC and your radio's in peace. Love for SSL. The Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, go to www.thefluffamily.com. Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers. Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.RafikaCS.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Well, we are more than honored to have presented Joe B., Joseph B. Washington, Let Average Go, Seven Keys, going from average to awesome. And, uh, Joe, we're going to close this episode, but you are more than welcome to come back anytime you like. And we are going to go into that conversation this week about getting your show on the Keys 107 Network. Love it, love it, love it. Wow. And I I said I'm equally honored, um, brother. And it's definitely a kinship and a synergy that uh, from the moment we spoke the other day and bonded, that we knew that uh, we were going to have an awesome day, and you have made that awesome day tonight with the words of encouragement and inspiration and with a thorough plan to help all of us move from average to awesome. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, my brother, so we look forward to a greater communication. 
So tell us what is going on with you. You're moving about the country. What's your next uh, speaking engagement, your next activity or events that you'd like to share with the listening audience? Yeah, if you're, in the, if you're in the North Carolina area on Saturday, I'm going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, doing a Empower Her to Let Average Go conference from 10 to 2. I actually have it on my Facebook page, on my personal page, which is Joseph mm-hmm. B. Washington. And we also have a Facebook uh, community page called Let Average Go. So I'll be in Greensboro, North Carolina. And then um, I'm going to be on the 21st, I'll be in uh, North New Jersey doing a men's conference on the 21st, and then I fly out on the 26th through the 28th. I'll be in Nassau, Bahamas, doing a Let Average Go women's conference. So uh, Saturday, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, the 21st, I will be in North New Jersey, and then I'll be in the Bahamas on the 26th through the 28th, uh, continuing the movement of Let Average Go. And you guys can find me, again, on Facebook at Joseph B. Washington. You can also go to our Let Average Go uh, Facebook page and hit like and uh, become a part of our community. I'm also on Twitter uh, at Let Average Go. I'm on Instagram at Let Average Go. Um, and then I've got a web page up uh, that's a uh, letaveragego.com where you can go tonight and pre-order the book, uh, Let Average Go, that's going to be released on the 26th of February. So if you pre-order tonight, what I'm going to do, because uh, my sister Rafika and brother James, you pre-order your book tonight. I'm gonna mm-hmm. um, special call for those that's on the call that pre-order tonight the book. I'm gonna set up a special call with you guys, and we're gonna go more in depth with these principles and do some training and really stretch you to the next level for 30 to 45 minutes for those that pre-order tonight. So when you pre-order, I'll see what your addresses are. So depending on the zip code, area code, if I have to do some for my West Coast folks, we'll do that for them too. And here on the East Coast, I have no problem with that. So if you guys pre-order tonight. We're going to set up a special seminar where you guys will be able to ask questions, and uh, we're going to really get in-depth in these principles and take you to the next level. Mm, Beautiful, 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 brother. Now, Joe, I wanted to say to you that we had several um, people who were in our Facebook, and I wanted to uh, mention their names because I do appreciate their comments. Uh, Latanja, uh, Cecilia, uh, Tamika and uh, Shante, all of which um, added some additional flavor to the show via the internet and Facebook, and we wanted to thank them, thank them for their contributions, and uh, just being present in the moment as you were sharing. Let average go with the rest of us here on the Keys 107. Um, what a wonderful night, brother! And it's just the beginning. We are now a part of the movement of Let Average Go, so let it be known to all those in the Keys 107 family, we are officially a part of Let Average Go movement. And um, so, Joe, we're going to share this this show. It's going to be archived, and we're going to share it on iTunes, and we're going to promote it um, during the course of the week, and so that those who were not on the show uh, listening in live We'll hear it, and they'll start reaching out to you, uh, uh, trying to get that pre-order in. So we thank you so much for your presence and your uh, your gifts that you have shared unto us. Well, Brother James and, and my sister Rafika, thank you guys again so much for having me on the show. Again, I don't take this lightly. Uh, very humble that you all would think enough of me to give me a whole hour and a half, my God. 
Um, and so I'm very appreciative of that. And I wish you all nothing but blessings and, and Godspeed. And I'm I'm here for you. So you guys got my number. So all you got to do is pick that phone up and say, brother, I need you. So we built relationship, and, and you guys are my brothers and sisters. And I'm going to be telling everybody about the show. And, again, I want to come up on the You All Toolage and do the Let Average Go radio show. I can tell you already that you guys have a bunch of people listening because people are hitting me up on Facebook for friends' requests. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're already sending stuff over to uh, the, the fan page. So I've been getting text messages from people just uh, really loving the show. So thank you guys, and I appreciate the oh, man. you all so much. Well, that is what it's all about. You know, we shared with you our vision. We're based on the number seven as well, and you have hit um, in Let Average Go, you have hit the number two key in the Keys 107, which is dealing with the mentality or the mental key, you know, uplifting us um, and our mindset. And it's so critical that we, we reach our people. Their their mental state is is shallow now, and you're uplifting them. So you are absolutely bringing that key, and we thank you so much. Um, Rafika, I know we're close to that time. I know we're looking at that clock now because it always comes to a point we have to say so long. <laughs> your mic. I believe your mic is not on. Hello? Okay, I am here. Yes, I did that again today, huh? Technology. Yes, I just want to let everyone know that all of our shows are archived on blogtalkradio.com slash thekeys107. You can go to our website, www.thekeys107network.com, or you can go to iTunes, as Brother James said a moment ago, and we are just so honored that our podcasts, all of our shows, all over 350 shows are all listed in iTunes. So you have a lot of options, but just know that you could take us anywhere and everywhere you go. When you're driving in traffic, tune into the Keys 107 because we do open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness as we give you options on taking your life to the next level. James, would you like to close out with some stylistics tonight? Yes, right. I Definitely want to hear. Stylists. Is that all right with you, Joe? <laughs> and I remember, I remember when um, the stylists was on the show with Lonnie, and we asked Russell, "So, what's your favorite song?" And Russell said, "Bet you by golly, wow!" So I think we should close with that one. Wow. Well, while you, Joe, I want you to know that we heard your busy schedule, but archives um, next week we're going to have the great great grandson of the late Nat Turner. The great Nat Turner's grandson is going to come on our show and talk about the history of of uh, that great revolutionary mind um, and spiritual leader, Nat Turner. So yeah, I know you're going to be busy, but I'll be on um, I'll be you archive it. All right. But don't, and don't forget, Dougie Fresh is coming on during the month of uh, February as well. Uh, he's wow. following... And that turn it, yeah, he's going to talk about the hip hop, the past, the future, and the present. And he's going to tie into all the social injustices that are going on in hip hop. Well, here comes the stylistics, y'all. And that's my Good signal. Night. Peace, love, and happiness. Good night, folks. Good night.
James. 